Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So do you remember the, uh, the, the, your face in meat, our company, Worldwide Logistics, get your oh, face in meat? Of course. of course. I sent them an email as promised. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd actually do it. I'm so glad. I did. I did email them. Uh, here's what I said. Hello there. My name's Ben Potter, and I'm one of the editors for UK-based comedy podcast Podiots. Each show consists of three hosts bringing one thing to discuss, and on a recent episode we were all very excited by the idea of ham with a customizable design, particularly as we all grew up with Billy Bear ham. Mm -hmm. I'm unsure what your policy is on meat samples or ordering single meat items, but would love to submit a meat design and see it proudly displayed in meat. Plus, I believe it would make for, for a great discussion. And then I give a little bit about our credentials. At the very least, we've gained a new fan, surely. How many downloads what, Adolf, we get? Adolf Ham, Ham, Ham friend. What was his surname? Uh, Feld, Feldhuis. Feld, that's the same thing. It's German for ham friend, I think. So. Right. Wow. Certainly. Then I linked to our YouTube and Spotify and I said, let me know if this is at all possible and please pass my thanks and admiration on to Mr. Bern, Bern, Bernhard A. Feldhuis. He has inspired a generation with his fun meats. Uh. Kind regards, Ben Potter. Now, I just wanted to give an update because... I did follow through as promised. I am really sad to report that I didn't get a reply. Oh, for what? God's sake, Bernard. Come on, get get on top of your stuff. You would have thought Bernhard, a man of Bernhard Adolf Feldhoy's stature would would want to deal with us, but apparently not. So. Have you tried emailing Bernhard at Feldhoy's.de? Because that no. might be his direct. No, let me copy and paste this right now. Uh, so, Bern... Burn. Oh no! Hang on. Burn. I'm going to have to copy and paste his name. It's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Burn. Bernhard. Just at Feldhuis. You think? <laughs> surely, surely that is his personal email address. Oh dear. <laughs> Can we be careful? I don't. I don't. I don't want to be banned from buying Billy Bear meat in the future. <laughs> I like. I don't want them to hunt us down. <laughs> is it yeah. .com or .de? What do you think? Is it? A, are they German, Belgian? Uh, oh, you know that's a really oh. good question. Feld, Hoys, right. Flemish. It's not. A they're nation, in Germany. They're in Germany. They are in okay. Germany. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, they are closed currently, but they open seven a.m. tomorrow for all your meat <laughs> needs. Mm-hmm. Your meat needs. Uh, they only have a contact us form. Obviously, I'm trying to guess what their internal email address would be, given that their website. Is Feldhoys-group.de. It might be Feldhoys-group. Mm. Is their email? 
You try and do some snooping around LinkedIn as well. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely get someone, maybe Adolf himself, group. If we've got any listeners who are in the novelty ham trade, <laughs> introduction, let us know because you might know someone who knows someone. Yes, they're all they all know each other. It's just a big, <laughs> it's a big meaty boys club, isn't it? It's a big sausage fest, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very, very. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, I did a typo in the original email. It's fine. Okay, I'm going to oh. send this. We'll see if I get a bounce back. Hmm. Fingers crossed. Okay, no I'll one wants it. their ham to bounce back. That's that's not a good thing at all. No, it's not a good thing. Okay. Consult a physician. Oh, no bounce back. Oh, that doesn't mean that it's a monitored, used, or real email address necessarily, but it does mean that that domain certainly exists, I think, right? I guess so. Yeah. It might have gone yeah. to like just some sort of back-end admin thing that's never looked at. It's not a real inbox. <gasps> it's just a... Okay. What? Okay. I have had an auto-reply. I got very excited because it was in German. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that it's real. I don't it know might be German to... for the email address you have selected is not real. Yeah, that could be Please it. Let's, type again. let's pop it in a Google Translate. And see, error delivering message to the following oh, recipients of groups. Wow. Fechler by der Nachrichtunzust. Well, exactly. Folgende Empfanger Older Gruppen, you know? So, depending how desperate we get, we could um, try and apply for a job there with a fake CV. Yes. And go through the interview True. process. I did notice if you Google them, it does say, own this business? Question mark? Which I'm now clicking on. Say so, yes. <laughs> That's how you claim it, I think. I think you own it now. <gasps> the listing has already been claimed, and it does say the listing has been verified by BF dot 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 at dot dot dot. So Google knows who it is, but they won't. <laughs> we're getting... Cl- guys, we're getting closer. Is BF dispute, dot, dot, dot. dispute. Could that be Bernhard Fadolf? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It does say request access underneath. Might Ooh. I? Yes, I will. Cool. Oh, yes, please. Um, okay, I do have to give a lot of personal information <laughs> to request access, and I don't think that will be good for me. No, the meat boys will come after you. Suggest mm. an edit. Um, su- change name or other details. I can suggest an edit. Uh, category, manufacturer. Can I search meat? <laughs> meat packer. Hey. We've got... Okay, we can we can suggest an edit to the category. We've got meat dish restaurant. Meat packer, meat processor, meat products, or meat wholesaler. Ooh. Surely it's in the realm of meaty product, isn't mm. it? Yeah? Yeah. Meat products. Okay, send. That's my suggestion. Thanks go. for your feedback. <laughs> You're welcome. It's my pleasure, honestly. We'll get there one day. I think we've at least we've made an impact with this. Well done, Ben. Really tried. Um, not getting any success. If you know... If you know Adolf... Let us know. Yes, please. We want to talk yeah. to him. We just want we to want talk. We want to hear about it. <laughs> just want to talk to Adolf. We, we just, just want, to, want talk. to talk to Adolf. Just want to talk. It's not in trouble. We just want to talk. <laughs> we just want We're to just talk. disappointed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official Vidiots. 
Videos. Podcast. Podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three R's, where everybody brings a thing along to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Mikey. How are we doing, guys? What's going on? Very well, thank you. Do I always say Mikey or Michael in my intro? I don't. Uh, I say no. Michael. You definitely said Michael a lot. Don't know if you why, do I, why did I suddenly just call myself Mikey? Why have I not been calling myself Mikey before? I yeah. saw a, quite an old Vidiot's video the other day, and we were talk, we were calling you MJ, which really goes oh, back to... Oh, yeah, that's a long uh, one. Yeah. Until you eventually told us, please don't call me that. That was just a nickname that was chosen by someone else. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> I, I, it, well, it's nice to be known. It's nice to have people know Michael, who you are. You should be known by your name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. think he ever said, please don't call me that. I think he just said that people are really, like, going back to, you know, more of his childhood, people tended to call him Mikey. So then we we just started to do the same. Oh, I remember it very differently. I thought, oh. like, chairs were thrown and... Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it was sake, brutal. Stop calling me MJ. That's not my name. Yeah. Do you have any idea what those two letters mean? <laughs> Some vicious swear words. I'm sorry about that. It was a pretty rough start of idiots, but we, <gasps> got, we got through it. What? MJ, guess what? <laughs> Your edit to Feldhoy's Fun Foods GmbH has been accepted. What? <laughs> They're officially meat products company what? now. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Who the hell approved that? <laughs> this is Google vandalism. <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah, look, it's just got a line through manufacturer and it says meat products underneath it now. <laughs> oh no, I feel like I'm in trouble now. They're going to track you down, but at least if you get legally served, you'll have a, co- a contact email. Yes. That, there we go. That's the there thing. If go. they sue me, I have to meet Bernhard legally. I have legally. to meet him. Legally. <laughs> I think that's how you it works. should have replied to our email. Category, crossed get. out manufacturer meat <laughs> products. So, sorry, the, the category of their in, of their business is they are no longer a manufacturer. They are a meat product. Is that yeah, what that legally, means? according to Google, they are now meat products. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. We did that. <laughs> I love that it's crossed out. It's like, no... We've checked, and they're not that. Mm. Oh, wow. That's a that's a meat product right there. You look at that and tell me that's not a meat product. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, Mikey, you were saying. I don't even... I don't. I just talk about my angry tirade to the, the name MJ, <laughs> but it's, it's been overhauled. It's been struck off and replaced with meat products. Just a line through it. Happier. It said MJ, <laughs> there was a line through it, and then it said Mikey. <laughs> I submitted a request on Google to be called Mikey, and that's where we, that's Michael how we got products. to this. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I believe sake. you were saying, Ben, actually, uh, that, you know, you're Ben, I'm Peter, and he's Mikey, and then you go from there, typically. Yes. The place we go to next is to suggest that if people have enjoyed the absolute codswallop they've listened to over the last 10 minutes... Mm. that they can support us financially by going to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations, where for £3 or more, you can get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and join Pod Squad for this given week slash episode or the next episode, I should say, after you donate. Uh, please be aware that we do, you know, sometimes record episodes early. You know, we mm. don't record it on the day it goes out. So if you miss out, you will be on the next one. I promise. 
That's just Wonderful. how time works. Okay? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mikey's got the first platoon. Platoon, is that right? Spl- Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first platoon. Regiment. We start with Adolf, who says, please, guys, leave me out of it. Leave my email alone. Sorry, Adolf. We'll, we'll leave you out of it. No crows here, cyber slum. A regretful one-night minge. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. d- oh, God. Does asparagus make cum smell? Oh. oh mm, Stephen Scodes. 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 Stephen Scodes. There we go. Just... Just put a strike through that previous attempt. <laughs> We're in trouble, Tubbs. Is that good? Did I, did I do it right? We're in trouble, Tubbs. Oh, that's it. Sorry. It was a bit more jazzy. Just, yeah. I'm butchering everything here. I do apologize. <laughs> You're doing great. Crab walking jingle slap. <laughs> Benji noise to end discussions. And a very generous one vowel from She-Ra who says, Hi all. An overdue payment to support this continually excellent podcast. Hope you and the rest of the Walrus Clan are keeping safe and well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tickle my platypus. Donna C07. Osama bin watching horse dance. (laughs) 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 Big fan of that. Keith Shagwin, RIP. Ben Potter is daddy. (laughs) Your lovely voices have kept me sane for you. Sorry, that was a very generous Ben Potter is daddy. Mm. And they say, your lovely voices have kept me sane for years now. This lockdown... I've gone back and listened to every episode of Podiots again, and it has massively helped my mental health. I hope you're all okay. And Mikey, I hope that the ferrets are all good. Thank you very much. And that we had a wobbly with one of them, but they're yeah. fine now. Yeah, all good. The diet love, oh God, di- <laughs> diet love past truther mm. and Mr. Black. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we move on to the, the tiny regiment uh, featuring <laughs> dead Kevin's massive knob. Chav Chav Ramirez, Peter's Frosty Wasp Queen, <laughs> uh, Specky Becky, the very generous Samuel de Quizmaster Barber, who was very generous, and said, To answer last week's question, microwave drug test evasion, water sports Williams used to pass drug tests, episode 8, The Wizenator, which is a deep cut into Podiots. Yes. Uh, I, we saw this message before we started recording, and that goes back. A long way. Um, the, it took the, ten minutes of research. To, yeah, <laughs> to get the message. The message continues. This week's puzzle: disappointing clammy balls. <laughs> By the way, Ben, more Kickstarters? Question mark. Your second most frequent series after not the Onion. Oh, we've got an expert here on Podiots. Yeah, I think he is. Samuel de Barber is the keeper of the spreadsheet, right? Of course. Yeah. I'm not personally aware of disappointing clammy balls, uh, or not not by memory, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the regiment continues. It's a tough one. Lord Brotovich, regular prostate exam, Awesome Fox 6011, Gooey Bug Spittoon, Freddy Weber Deuce Moose weird one, uh, Prince Beefcakes, Brother Voodoo, Meatface420, Reggae Reggae Horse, (laughs) who was very generous, and said, a horse walks into a bar, the bartender says, hey, the horse says, you read my mind. Very good. Also, uh, Beng is Peng, and... uh, (laughs) That's a noble impression. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, We've got one final platoon. This is the Mm. fast platoon. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and in this one is Chegger Chegger hang on 
Chegger's Ickle Chicklet. No. There is camel case there, to be fair, but the eye is, is tricky to read in this Confusing, one. Confusing, because it looks like an owl. Yeah. Finn Chegwin, Dilla Killer Thriller. Good luck reading this, boys. <laughs> oh, God. Well Roy Hodgson is not an owl. Alan Claw, Mr. Macker, I Come in the Land Down Under, 50p-shaped rectum wound. Oh, God. Enu Bean or Enu Bean, Emily Lemons, Big Titty Jesus 42, Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, Big Titty <laughs> Jesus 42 again. We didn't start the pod squad with an extremely generous 6010-6010 donation. Well, boys, we made it. I'm sure this is what we were all aiming for all the way back in episode one. And although things have changed since then, we all made it to the holy episode together. Well done, guys. Thank you. And finally, you. Finn Dillamand. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> that is your pod squad for this week. A reminder, streamlabs.com forward slash body donations. Three pounds or more and you can join the pod squad. Enjoyed it. Have we done a Dave? Yeah, the Dave's gone. Okay, just checking. We've got a Dave. We've got um, we've got an Alamy stock photo of Dave this week on Twitter. Oh wow, look at that with the watermarks. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Big fan. <laughs> it's a good one. Looks like an older photo of Dave. Well, I'm immediately going to add to the thread the crossed out meat product. This is potentially image. incriminating, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's lean into it. It, it has I to mean, go. This whole episode's incriminating. Proof. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> Go to their website and use their contact form and dob on us, okay? No. Oh, God, please. Don't tell the teacher. <laughs> Don't be like Is it that. fraud? Did you commit fraud just then? No, they pretending... didn't. They did not ask me to... Like, I didn't have to click any boxes saying that I, I legally confirmed. It was a suggestion. It's right. You can suggest right. an edit, and immediately Google said, yes, that is true. They are a meat product. Yeah, thanks for pointing it out to us, because we thought they were just a manufacturer. They're clearly not a manufacturer, are they? So no. Been evading taxes all this time with incorrect categorization. Oh, can you imagine monsters? if we sunk Feldhoys, the Feldhoys group? <laughs> Serves them right for not replying. Yeah, really. All they had to do was send us our meat face. That's all we yeah. wanted. One slice. That's all we wanted. Just in a bag. So Podiots will be a named feared in the meat manufacturing world. If you get an email from them from us, uh, you better reply. You better yeah, reply. We, will we will destroy you. We will sink your business into the ground. <laughs> no mercy. Question one this week comes from Robert Mansell at underscore Rob underscore Mansell underscore on Twitter. Okay, lads, I'm paying for a dream holiday for you and a plus one each. Fantasy post-pandemic world, it says in parentheses. Where are you going? Keep up the good, hard, sweaty work. Lots of love. Rob Mansell slash Titanium Night 1990. Oh, great. Uh, oh, that's, 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 I don't want to think about it too much because I get sad about the fact that I've not left the Southwest <laughs> in so long. Um, oh, Shenzhen. Shen, Shen, oh, God, Jesus Christ, Michael, learn to speak. Shenzhen, China, Ooh. I think would be absolutely amazing. Mm. What's there? Um, it's basically like the electronics manufacturing, well, not manufacturing, but like the electronics capital of the world. And wow. it's just like this, it's kind of like, it's it's just like a mecca of just all the weird stuff you find, like literal malls filled with one particular kind of item and just sellers selling nothing but like very specific little items. It just sounds so cool. It looks, it's very futuristic and weird, very much like a like a real life cyberpunky place. Mm, nice. Yeah. It sounds quite fun. Is that sounds the one good. from viral YouTube videos where the man goes and builds his own iPhone? Absolutely. That's, the, that's yeah, where I learned I know about that it. Place. I've seen that place. Yeah. It looks so fun. I want to build an iPhone. and <laughs> I would also love for you to build an iPhone. 
Uh, that'll, that'll come out on the video's channel in a couple of months when I rip my hair out in the process. Real footage. I exploded an iPhone and lost a finger with like a crying, <laughs> smiling face emoji. <laughs> yeah. Not clickbait. Not clickbait. <laughs> Gone sexual. <laughs> what about you, Peter? Where would you go? Uh, I think I w- it's a bit of a cliche, but I would really like to do a huge road trip around uh, the States somewhere, mm-hmm. like either in a really nice car and maybe just stopping at like hotels and motels and stuff, or in some kind of, you know, RV, motorhome kind of thing. The really um, sort of uh, motorhome porn ones you see on like Reddit or Imgur or whatever, where someone's completely ripped out, you know, an old like RV or like an old ambulance or an old fire engine or something, and they've turned it into this amazing bespoke thing. Um, And they've got a PS2 in the headrest. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like all the and amenities, a chocolate you know. fountain. Yeah, <laughs> with che- like a cheese fountain. Have you seen that video of the the guy who like? Yeah, with the wrong cheese in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one goes wrong, and then I think it, there's another video where he makes it work. But yeah, the first one is not good. So yeah, I think that's what I do. I mean, to be more specific, I guess there's places in America that I've I've I've, I've done. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to do two trips to America. Um, once when I was about thirteen, and then one bit more recently um and there's places i'd love to go back to i'd love to do more of um new york city um mm. like I've, I've been to manhattan but there's like other parts of new york that i'd like to see um i went to new orleans which was amazing like a really cool place with it, like very much its own identity um and i'd like to maybe do like more of the west coast as well um so yeah just I could I could drive around the whole country to be honest and uh, enjoy all of its all of its gifts. Mm. Um, America is a little bit little bit like a, a gift basket filled with t- fifty two individual countries, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, yeah. And I like I do like holidaying um, to go to places that are culture <laughs> culturally very different to uh, the UK, um, but equally. I think it's nice sometimes to go to a place where, you know, everyone speaks English and you can go around and just meet lots and lots of people and actually be able to have a conversation with them about, like, you know, what what they do and, you know, like, the differences between you and them. And you So know, what is know. it that you do? So what do you do then? <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember going to San Diego and I was just in the queue in a supermarket and an American just started a conversation with me and I was terrified. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Do you not know how this works? <laughs> you sit in silence facing ahead. How about you, Ben? I think I know. Oh, do you? I have oh. a feeling you might say Japan. Oh, well, see, that's the thing. I was about to say there's lots of places I would love to go on holiday. But in the in the fantasy post-pandemic world that mm. is suggested and pitched by, by Rob here, part of me just wants to sit on a beach and drink beer. Oh, for oh, sure. That, that sounds oh, really nice and too. And like not really do anything you know yeah. i kind of want to yeah. do do this but where it's not here <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. just be away from here for a bit i have never really considered myself the kind of person that really likes that sort of holiday but then i went on a very brief holiday in 2019 over my birthday for like 3 or 4 days with my friend ben and we went to a place 
at Ireland. One of them Spanish ones. I don't remember which one it was, but <laughs> it was in the same time zone as here. So it was probably off the coast of Africa somewhere. One of the, one of them ones. One of them ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was sunny and beautiful, and there was a really cheap bar right next to the beach where you could get you know pints of mystery Spanish lager. <laughs> and just sit there and drink it in the sun and it was amazing and the hotel was super comfortable and it was all inclusive as well so you could just eat from a buffet it was really nice i'd like i want to do that nice that's what i want to do and then go to japan when i'm you know when i'm ready (laughs) just have a recovery like period yeah we've been watching um benadorm the tv series yeah and i'm sure that's supposed to you know make fun of the British holiday goes and kind of show how how dire it is, what the British have done to it. Mm. And we're just sat there watching going, this actually seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nice. go to Benidorm. <laughs> just to go like buy a buy a swimming pool in an all-inclusive hotel. <sighs> yeah. Just, Imagine the yeah. luxury of being able to get a, uh, a sunburn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> God, what well, a treat. Spending more than an hour outside a week. Un- un- unimaginable. <laughs> it is kind of unimaginable. But yeah, that's where we'd all go if we could. Let's move yeah. on to a thing. Who has one? Who wants to do it? Well, we've all got one, Ben. That's the <laughs> point of the podcast. I'll go. Go on, Ben. Okay. So, last episode, when we were in the depths of the UFO alien alien talk, uh, I briefly mentioned uh, 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 an, like an underground alien base, like the Dolce underground alien base. And I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit more of a dig and a dive on that because it is quite a fun little story. Fantastic. Um, I want, I want, boys. This is all serious, factual information. Okay. okay. I want you, I want you to treat it as such. Should we take this notes? Not, we take notes. Yes, it's it's all very important. This is this is undeniable proof of aliens on Earth. Okay. Is it off of the internet? Is that why it's true? Yes, it's off. I, I'll you, you, the the source I had. Um, it turns out, I think the government are wiping the internet of this because oh. it, there's very little writing about it. No, God. but look, luckily I did find a website called the Bur- um, sorry, just BurlingtonNews.com, which is um, peak conspiracy theorist web design encapsulated. <laughs> and you know you can trust the website because the person who runs it also has a YouTube channel that features videos titled "Why Can't I See Bigfoot." And an 80-minute video titled "Learning How to Be Psychic." Oh, so uh, this sounds like a person I can trust. Yeah, if it's from, <laughs> I mean, anything on the internet, I believe anyway. But especially a news, if it says news in the website, I'm I'm all aboard. So go for it. Tell us all this truth. So this is um, the the man at the heart of this tale is Phil Schneider. Um, finding information about this is bloody difficult because it's either in books he wrote or it's in talks he did i'm not going to look through hours and hours and hours of an alien man talk about definitely true alien things so i did the best with what i could find i think i've I've put together a good little summary it's either in books he wrote talks he did or smeared in shit on the wall of his cell (laughs) essentially yes <laughs> so, for context, Phil Schneider was an engineer who worked as a geological and structural engineer. So he was actually very highly educated and trained. So, add more credence to this boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says his father was originally 
a German U-boat captain who was captured by the U.S. military and was put to work on several highly secret U.S. military projects. And these are secrets he held until the very last moments at his deathbed where he spilled the truth to his son. Wow. Among the secrets was the claim that he invented a high-speed high camera that took pictures of the first atomic bomb tests in Bikini Island in 1946. Sounds plausible. Mm. Um, and Phil himself elaborates, and this is a direct quote, I have original photos of that test. The photos show UFOs fleeing the bomb site at a high rate of speed. Bikini Island at the time was infested with them. Whoa, infested like, like a parasite. Yeah, ridden. Bikini Island. Maybe that's like Benidorm for aliens. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. They love it. There's, a, there's three aliens somewhere right now going, oh, I know it's, I know it's a bit of a, a comedy program, but wouldn't you love to go back to Bikini Island? Like, you know, it would actually be really nice post-lockdown. <laughs> Post-alien COVID. Yeah. Oh, hopefully we'll see them again soon. Uh, later in life, Phil became known as a whistleblower on deep, deep underground military bases, or DUMBs, as they're known. Dumb, that's not right. something that I made up. That is, that's genuinely what they're called. Okay. <laughs> or known as, at least. Phil explains that the US military has a quote-unquote black budget, which consumes about $1.25 trillion per year. And this is in 1990s money as well, so that's you can only imagine how much they spend wow. now. And part of that money is used to build interconnected deep underground military bases and and states that they are, as of 1990, 129 of these bases in the United States, some of which have been in use since the 1940s. There's, there's a bit of truth to this. There is definitely underground bases. I mean, yeah. the, the one at the center of this, Dulce, is in fact a genuine real military base. There's definitely aliens in, them, aliens in them. I'm just stop thinking there's not aliens, okay? Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. there are loads of them. In 1954, the federal government formed a treaty with alien entities, the 1954 Griada Treaty, which essentially meant that aliens could take a few cows and test their implanting techniques on a handful of humans if they wished. This is backed up by cases of mutilated cows in the surrounding area of Dulce, and slow, but slowly... The aliens started altering the bargain until they decided they wouldn't abide by the restrictions at all. And they just kind of went crazy and started abducting and implanting people left, right and centre, which is very naughty. Phil was involved in building an addition to a deep underground military base at Dulce. The base itself does indeed exist, as I said earlier, and his work was to test rock samples and advise on what explosives to use to clear out the rock. And as the team started drilling a terrible smell that was similar to burning garbage emerged from one of the holes. The smell was in fact coming from an artificial cavern that they had accidentally drilled into. Oh my god. Ooh, spooky. As Phil was lowered down into the hole to investigate and found himself inside a large cavern, he was greeted by, in his words, a seven-foot-tall, stinky, grey alien. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rude, quite frankly. Yeah. No need to like brandish words like that. So in response, Phil did the responsible thing and he heroically whipped out his pistol mm -hmm. because engineers carry pistols. Yep, yep. Wait, well, is that American? Yeah, well, <laughs> everyone, 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 the mum's packing around here. And <laughs> so he, he unleashed fire on the stinky grey alien. No. And in retaliation to this, more aliens appeared. Well, yeah, and right. 
Obviously, yeah. Got to get back up. Someone comes in you. Come on, boy. Come on, Steve. Jesus. So more aliens appeared and an alien blew off some of Phil's fingers with a kind of laser blaster. And Phil was indeed actually missing a few fingers. So A kind of laser blaster. I would love to know the true story behind how he lost those fingers and why he needed (laughs) to make up a story about aliens (laughs) shooting them off. That was somehow better. He lost them in a sex game with a prostitute and he had to tell his wife, oh, well, what happened was... Aliens. It was aliens. (laughs) Uh, You know, me always out alien blasting. God. Phil was saved by a green berry who allegedly gave his life to protect him. Um, This relatively small scuffle evolved into an all-out battle which led to the death of 60 soldiers and scientists. And Phil, of course, was one of the three people to survive. Yes, Um, There's not much other information about the other two people. He he states that they had been sent into hiding and weren't allowed to discuss the matters. I'm not sure why Phil got the honour of... uh, Nope, it's real, it's real. This is all real. (laughs) All real. After the incident, Phil began sharing his story in print and at various UFO conventions until his death in 1996. The mythology had developed into an incredibly complex degree during this time, involving a war between grey and reptilian alien races, tales of thousands of aliens being held in this underground base. Like, basically, this was the, the seed for more truth to be unearthed. Right. Uh, Thomas Costello was one of the people who helped, you know, develop this true story. Um, who he he was a security guard at the base at the time, and he himself had direct contact with the alien and human captives that were held in this in this underground base. He told stories of underground caves occupied for centuries by reptoids, caves that were taken over by the Rand Corporation for use by the New World Order to create biological weapons, fleets of alien ships stored at Los Alamos, human-alien hybrid cloning, and his arguments with a cranky reptoid leader named Karshfasht. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send that in text. Okay. I think I did it justice. Oh yeah, Karshfasht. It's a powerful name. That's now, um, that's what a child says when a car goes past. Yeah, Karshfasht. Karshfasht. <laughs> now, what the snacks child. Says. It might be the same one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to share something very top secret, and we can't share out of this room. And if it, if it somehow ends up on Twitter, well, it, on your head be it. But, but this is a highly accurate map Whoa. of the underground base. <laughs> So you can see it's, I'll describe it. Done using clip art. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. So it starts at the top, the ground level, which is, you know, agricultural premises and just general outdoorsy stuff. Um, It's all the front for the dark, dark depths beneath. And um, at the top, there's a big, there's a big tunnel and it's labeled UFO entrance. Mm -hmm. And there's a handy little diagram of a, a spaceship floating down into the depths and, so it's all connected by this middle shaft, which is essentially an elevator um, to help people get around this top secret base. Yeah. So the top floor, there's seven floors in total. The top top few floors are pretty uninteresting. It's stuff like security, communications, human staff housing, executives and labs. It's it's just, you know, the, 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 the administration side of running a secret centuries-old underground base. Yeah. But then we go down to level four. This is where it starts getting interesting. Level four is home to the mind control experiments. Wow. Crazy. Don't know what else to say about that, to be honest. That's just where they have... <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's where the, the mind control experiments yeah, it's live. It's happen somewhere. I mean, yeah. level four is as good as any. And you know, that deep underground, that's that's where you get less interference, makes it yeah. easier. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um beneath that, level five, you've got alien housing, so that's obviously where all the aliens are living. Causing um, major was... interference to the floor above during the mind control <laughs> experiment. No, they also they all signed a treaty agreeing not to interfere. Not to think while there's an experiment going on. I just did a reverse Google image search for that schematic slash map. Yeah. And it's taken me to a GoFundMe page for uh, by oh. Ryan Four Prime Minister, just with an R on the end. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Four Prime Minister, close underground military bases. And, and he's... <laughs> Is that his campaign? Yeah. And he, he types in all caps, we all know human cloning is, and then lower caps, fictional, does not exist. I will close down all underground military bases. Send your donation to, and then there's an email address. Guess how much he wants. Oh, he's going to need at least 10 grand for that. No, a bit more than that. I mean, it's a oh. trillion a year goes into keeping it going, right? So... Um, he wants 90 million US <laughs> slash maybe Canadian dollars. Right, okay. <laughs> and then there's just a photo of this in here. It's just, there's no context at all. So that alien map is in there. Oh, wow. wow. That's how he gets gonna... past the the artificial intelligence that scours the internet for anyone saying that it's true. Well, it's oh, just wow, there's a the video of him. In there. No sign of intelligence here. What's this? This is, is this him. Ryan? This is him talking about... Hold on, what is he talking about? What is yeah, oh, he's got several videos. One of them is um, donate to his his oh, campaign. He, addressed, his he addresses Washington. Oh, Ben, have you considered have you considered sending him an email asking for a slice of customized ham? I I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> interact with this man. Very no, much. probably not. No. He streamed it live on the on the thirtieth of September. It's got two views. I think that's us. Well, sorry, sorry about that. No, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to save this video of Ryan for later. This sounds wanted very to share Ryan with you very quickly. <laughs> so we've got alien housing on level five. I wish there was more details about what these these levels look like. Um, I imagine in his, spe- in his speeches, he goes into great detail about it, but I don't feel like bashing my head against a table for 10 hours. Yeah. But let's just imagine it's a lovely hotel resort. It's much like Benidorm. It's all inclusive. The aliens having a great time Swimming just to help pools, keep, them, keep them happy. Yeah, little fake palm trees. Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. And um, beneath that, we start then to the genetic experiment realm on floor six, where the most deprived things happen. Ooh, spooky. And the last last um, lowest level is the cryogenic storage level, where I think, from what I could gather, is where they store, like, old, um, like, hybrids of aliens and humans and, like, decades-old aliens. And it's basically like a, like a living library of aliens hoping to emerge again someday. Yeah. And, of course, this is off to the side. We've got an underground shuttle to Los Alamos. Because I think, um, yeah, every... The th- no, the fact is that all of these bases are connected by like um, like magnetic rail trains. It's like it just speeds across the country so you can transport your aliens around without ever having to take them above air, except for when they enter the big tube. That's why the they call it Kajfasht. Nay, very good. <laughs> so th- that's that's the that's pretty much all I've got. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's more than I ever expected you know that's a lot of evidence there, there I mean, is. it's it's stunning i mean this this schematic not not a drawing is just evidence in itself itself if you google 
schematic Dulce base, you'll you'll see what we're talking about. Or I'm Are you sure, sure it's, it's in not the, a uh, photo because it looks very real. Yeah, yeah, it is like those mountains. I I feel like I've seen those mountains before in real life. Yeah, can't fake those. Can't draw that. No. So yeah, th- th- there you go. That is. <laughs> A brief overview of the Dulce War and the Dulce base. I hope one day we can all take a trip out there when it's safe. No, I, re- I retract my Shenzhen thing. I'm going to go to Dulce. Yeah, that's our <laughs> holiday. We'll all go together. I'm going to jump down the UFO entrance. Amazing. Well, I'll see you there. We'll all go together. Thank you, Mikey. That's all right. Let's all Naruto away. Naruto run our way to alien happiness. Let's. Can't, yeah. can't stop all of us. Maybe Dick Machinko will be there again. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll get him on our team. He'd be the best. He, he, he won't get any fingers blown off by no damn aliens. No. no. He can kill aliens with his mind, probably. He can. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. This next question comes from the Overthinker at Spectre01 on Twitter. Mundane shitty design, an inconvenient truth. What salts your apples the most? Offenders may include flimsy paper lids, misaligned furniture screws, and paper straws that turn to mush after one sip. Oh, so this is about badly designed products or household items or just do-to-do things. Which... Yeah, essentially, things that are just crap and cheap and rubbish. Um... I do hate with flat pack furniture when the pilot holes for the screws are either in the wrong place or mm. they don't fit properly. Yeah, yeah, that that happens more often than it should. And you just end up kind of like bashing it in there and it works, mm. but you slightly less have less faith in the structure of the... The furniture you just put together. It's yeah. terrible. It's always the knottiest wood as well. And it just squeak. You know that squeak that it does? The yeah. wood squeak. The wood squeak when you try and get a screw into one of those stupid holes that they've drilled in it with in a factory. It's not a squeak, it's, it's a scream <clears throat> in pain. Yeah, it's a very sad <laughs> piece of wood. Additionally, yeah. how hard and why have we not reached the point yet where... If I buy a cheeseburger that's wrapped in paper, why does all the cheese stick to it? Yeah, what the hell, McDonald's? Get invest in some hydrophobic paper. You, what is that you, about? You. you know, but it even happens at like Five Guys, and they wrap it up in the special aluminium foil stuff. Yeah. And you open it, and all the chid is just like it's. Most of it stays on the packaging. Do you do you lick the cheese off the packaging, or do you leave it there out of just horror? Depends how upset I am, really. A lot of times I'll go after it, you know. I'll like, when no one's looking in private, I'll just take a bite of it and Mm. sort of rip it off. But I'm not happy about it. off the paper? No, not the, well, again, depends how mad I am. How hungry you are. (laughs) Yeah, you know, if my um, nutritional needs haven't been met for the day, perhaps I do take a chomp of some nice shiny, shiny packaging. This isn't an issue with fridges on the whole, but it's an issue I face quite often. And, and well, it's it's an, it's an issue that could probably be fixed with an expensive fridge. But can we please have a fridge that closes the door automatically after, after it's been open for half an hour? Just earlier today, I accidentally left the freezer open. Now there's water dripping all over the oh, floor. Oh, no. <laughs> Why did that have to happen? That's terrible. <laughs> I'm going to look into fridges. How, how, auto-closing fridge. Do you want to guess how thing, much it'll right? cost? Maybe you could make your own with one of those, you know, those automatic door closers, the massive things that are above the doors, in, like <laughs> yeah. schools and stuff, and you could just screw it on. It'd be really hard to open your fridge then. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, it turns out there's an easier way. Yeah. Um, I found a Reddit post that just says, tilt your fridge slightly back. <laughs> so that What a genius a... solution. 
Yeah. <laughs> or your food will fall to the... <laughs> You can get fridges um, with alarms on them, so they will go off if the door's been open for too long. Yeah, it's I've probably had not fridges so expensive. that have beeped at me before. Yeah. Ooh. I, we went for the cheapest fridge we could find on Facebook Marketplace. So we're, we're oh, yeah, I mean, dream. I don't have one, but, you know, <laughs> no, they neither. exist. I've been dealing with the sealant uh, falling out of my fridge for about seven, eight months now. So Wait, lining you mean the, the sealant? Door, yeah, it's oh. like... Um, I I'm struggling to describe it. It's like a rubber strip that runs along the inside. When okay, you open the yeah. door, it's on like the far right. And yeah, it's, yeah. it peeled off. Like it just wilted <laughs> like a terrible flower. And every time, like I've had that happen a few times now where I've tried to shut the fridge door and it's just hit that and I didn't know. And then sometimes you'll open it and it will like unfold like a cheese string and slap you in the <laughs> face when you open the door. <laughs> I've got a life hack for that, Ben. Yeah. Just lay the fridge on its back. Oh, God, you're right. Gravity won't affect it anymore. Just don't have a fridge. Have you tried not having a fridge? Yeah. <laughs> stu- have you considered never having been born in the first place? Oh, man, mm. I think a lot of us would have taken <laughs> taken that option. I'm joking. I'm, I am joking. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, not to... I, I hate to just use one that was in the question, but I hate paper straws that just sog on you i mean i don't <laughs> I, I really hate plastic straws because i've seen videos of them like inside turtles nostrils and stuff which is not nice so i don't use either but like i would rather not have a straw at all than have one of those stripy paper ones because they do not last and uh... i remember once getting a, a milkshake from mcdonald's a while back and i had a paper straw and just beyond the usual floppiness of a paper straw, it was just functionally useless. I literally could not suck up the milkshake, no matter yeah. how hard I tried. So I ended up having to like just pour it into my mouth like some kind of monster. <laughs> um, I'm trying. To, I feel like there's something like on the tip of my tongue, like an item that I hate because it's always crap and they've not perfected it. But I can't think what it is, mm-hmm. and I know it's like the kind of thing I'll remember when I, you know, when we stop recording. But <laughs> when you go downstairs and you go, ah, there you are. Yeah, I'll use the <laughs> thing, and I'll be like, fuck, that's the one. Um, oh, 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 cafetiers are the bane of my existence. I know there's like easier, better ways of making coffee, but. Cleaning cafetiers is the bane of my life because you've got all these coffee grounds and if you put them down the sink, it's going to it's gonna clog up your drain and you put, you put them in the bin's effort. I mean, you should be putting them in the compost bin, but that's outside. <laughs> and then just little bits of coffee stick to the inside and you've got to spend like three minutes cleaning it. I'm on a self-cleaning coffee coffee cafetiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> that's that'd be that's very, not... very nice. I can't relate at all, but it sounds like a real problem. It's it's it's, it's 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 kind of a self-inflicted problem because I'll make coffee and then I'll be like, I can't be bothered to clean that. I'll leave that. And then I come back later in the day for another cup of coffee. I'm like, ah, oh, bloody yeah. hell. Fuck's the, sake. It's dirty. Well, how's this happened? Now I've got to clean it. Who did just... this? <laughs> Tell me, which one have you? I'm the same, Peter. I came up with an idea earlier when I was getting these questions and I thought, that's perfect. That's like, that's one that really annoys me. And then it came time to do it and all I could think of was, why does the cheese not come off the paper? <laughs> yeah. I don't really like, I find that most salt grinders are crap. Like you just get giant salt crystals on your chips and you bite your chip and then it just, you. it's like, it's like chewing sand, you know? I don't want to yeah. crunch salt. I want to just taste it. Um, so they're normally pretty pretty rubber. I've never really had a good one. I'd rather just buy table salt and and get a pinch of it out of the top and sprinkle it on my on my chips. 
than use a grinder. I feel like we got more and more sort of picky. Yeah. As that conversation <laughs> went on. You know, doors, they squeak sometimes, don't they? Fucking oh. doors. I hate Stairs. that my bed isn't downstairs in the living room all the time, you know? Why is Just, that? Yeah. I hate that That's I've got to deal. go to the bathroom when I want to do a poo. God, someone should get on that. You've got you've got those those special pants though. Shreddies. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can poo that's in those, for, right? can't you? Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. I'll send them an email just to clarify, make sure. Yeah, you, you should. should send them a really angry email as though like, <laughs> like you send photos as well. <laughs> yeah, I was just in a really important business meeting. <laughs> Now the carbon's all clogged. This is, I want a refund. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you should. Let us know how you get on with that. I have a contact yeah. email, though, if you want it. <laughs> yeah, um, please do send that. Okay, let's move on. Peter, what is your thing for this week? Uh, I've got a thing that was actually sent to me, um, and it was sent privately to me, which was the right... It's the right way to do it, really, that, so that the guys, you know, whoever, whichever the other two of us is, they have not heard it, so that's good. Um, although you may have just read it, just uh, by chance. But here we go. It's according to The Guardian. Um, and it was sent by David at Dalek Platypus, who is uh, an active member of the Triple Jump community. And, we know uh, that I'm one. Sure we do. We know that one. Um, Texas, sorry, after mistakenly sending emergency alert for cursed Chucky doll. <laughs> okay. Officials apologise for test malfunction after message asking citizens to keep an eye out for film villain was sent three times. <laughs> so this is one oh of those mobile alert things that they do, I think, a bit more in America than in the UK. I think they do do them here as well. But um, here we go. The Texas Public Safety Department raised a few eyebrows in the Lone Star State by reportedly sending out an emergency alert asking its citizens to keep an eye out for Chucky, the evil-possessed doll from the horror movie series Child's Play, whom it said was a suspect in a kidnapping. The message went out all over the state's Amber Alert system, which is blasted to people's mobile phones, usually to help find a missing child. It was sent three times. Oh... It, was des- uh, it described the suspect as being called Chucky and listed him as a 28-year-old with red hair, blue eyes, standing at 3 foot 1 inches tall <laughs> and weighing 16 pounds. He was said to be wearing blue denim overalls with a multicoloured striped long-sleeve shirt and carrying a large knife. Wow. Uh, his race... <laughs> His race was listed as other colon doll. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, in the movies, which debuted in 1988, Chucky is a child's toy possessed by the spirit of a dead serial killer who murders numerous people. Faced with numerous media inquiries as to why an alert was being sent hunting for a cartoonish villain from a slasher movie series, the department issued a statement saying... This alert is a result of a test malfunction. We apologise for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. (laughs) So that's it. It's it's short and sweet, but I love the idea that they sent out three alerts saying, hey, guys, (laughs) Chucky's out there. Chucky's coming. Keep an eye out. I'm incredibly glad that the test alert which accidentally went out was for such a ridiculous thing because if it was an act like a believable thing 
Yeah, that, that would heighten concern. But instead, no one's no one's going to look out for a for a little doll. Maybe that's that's their plan to get away with it. Yeah, Presumably, you. like you know, they were doing some back end testing or something, and someone was like, "Oh, let's just like." Put some filler information in there. What should we do? Oh, we'll do Chucky. It's just as well that they didn't like do something really like tasteless. You know, like something really sick. Like, yeah. I mean, oh I, I can't even think of any, or I don't want to think of anything. But like thinking that it was only going to be internal. You know, you're right that either it could have been really terrifying if they'd just done a generic thing like serial killer on the loose. You know, his name's John Smith, and he looks like this, and he's in your area. That alone would be scary, but they definitely could have like you can imagine them doing something that they thought was funny that's really not actually funny at all and it accidentally getting out there that you know i, I don't know what but i think you can kind of get my get the idea yeah. oh, uh, it could man. have been really really uh a bad pr move I, it feels like these automated systems i'm not going to say fail because it is human error like this happens quite often i can't remember what 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 exactly it was but there was that story i think it was like some like maybe it was Hawaii sent out a message to yes. everyone in the country, like saying something like a meteor was coming towards the island, was it like or... a nuclear strike or something. Yeah. Oh that yeah, there's been nuclear, nuclear ones before saying yeah, like you need yeah. to find shelter immediately because missiles are coming. Yeah, so like, like there was like a ten minute period where everyone just got this text and was like, oh my god, this is the end. This is yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's great I, when it works I, I, though. Oh, yeah, it's good. it's good to have it, but please, in turn, please be careful when you're testing. If Chucky does ever go on the loose in Texas now, <laughs> no one's going to believe it. You know? It's, it's just them knobheads playing around with the alert system again. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine if it was true, though. <laughs> what would have happened? That they, Yeah, someone found out, oh, my God, it's we don't know how it's happened, but he's real and he's coming for you. Quick, everyone, send an alert out on the mobile messaging system. That would have been three times. That would have been. I mean, it would have. It would make for an interesting next Chucky film, I suppose. And that he's not just in one house or whatever. Everyone in Texas knows he's coming, <laughs> but nobody knows where. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Did the article start? Texas apologizes. Yeah, Texas apologizes. Tex- <laughs> the state of Texas. The state of Texas has apologized to all Texans for saying that Chucky is going to come with a knife. And that his race is dull. Brilliant. Oh dear. God damn. So, well, thank amazing. you, Peter. You're welcome. Thank for you, David. Warning us. You're well- yes, no, that's fine. <laughs> this is your alert, everyone at home. Keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Next question comes from Ethan Stewart at Ethan underscore Stewie98 on Twitter, who asks, bit of a basic question here, boys, but what was your favourite video you ever worked on at what, I mean, name redundant, minus the worst games ever, of course. Love you guys. Ooh. Oh, that is a fun one. Yeah. Do you have a favourite video you worked on there, boys? Um, I think either... Um, I thought the ad that we did for What Culture Gaming was pretty good. Oh, um, yeah, that was great. It was quite fun. Just, you know, a silly script with silly visual gags and stuff. Um, but if it was... I mean, I, I even have a, like, a couple of favourite lists like that I've embedded on my... Like on my website, just to show, you know, I've got stuff from like every every company I've worked at, and uh, in the tail end of of what culture, Mikey got assigned to edit a bunch of 
my voiceovers, which I think really you're about to say to... the exact same videos I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, and there were some really good ones. Like he, well, I mean, all of they were all really good, but like there was a, like a two part one where we did like even more later, which was uh, like horrible facts you wish you didn't know or something like that, and it was stuff like how much percentage fecal matter is in office coffee mugs and. Yeah. Uh, you know, like bull sharks can can adapt to fresh water and swim up rivers and you know things like that. Uh, and it was it was very fun, uh, very well animated. Nice. Yeah, you're right. That was like in the final month or so, like month or two, when it was like, yeah, things are we're, we're leaving soon. So I, d- I didn't shy away from spending days animating, you know, like cats eating off human faces and yeah, going right. off in a rocket and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I just went hog wild on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've, I've still got like a playlist of every what culture video I worked on. Oh, have you? Uh, wow. So th- wow. Maybe there's one or two missing, but it's totals 105 videos, and yeah, there, um, those like offbeat kind of weird, weird fact ones are up there. Yeah, the best. A lot of fun. Jeez, I think I did a similar thing actually. Saving all the, I think I stopped after a while. I'm looking at the, I've still got the folder of favorites. I saved the actual files, like the the render files, um, for a time. And then, again, I sort of stopped after a while. I only saved the good ones after that. When is it? I'm still scrolling. It's been scrolling for a long time. We're chatting about Destiny 2. It's just, it's, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Seven most insane attempts to create a super soldier was the last one I bookmarked. I think I stopped after a while because it was just kind of pointless, really. There's a weird or... thing with um, when What Culture Gaming got a quarter of a million subscribers. We did. Mm. You'd only just started there, Ben. I think you'd only been. Like, yeah, a, hadn't been there that long. Yeah, we did a, a like a live action skit video where we were trying to think of new show formats and stuff. And it opens with you sitting in the glass office, mm. and I burst in. I was going to mention this. The, Are you talking about the GIF in the meeting room? Yeah. So there's so there's a GIF of me bursting into a room and saying, Ben, great news. And for some reason, well, I know the, the initial reason this happened. There was someone, and I don't know his name, and I don't know if he's a, an actual fan of us or if it was like by chance. Um, I think he thinks he looks like me, and I suppose he probably does. And he, for some reason, recreated the Ben, great news, like where from the same angle he bursts in through a door. So... There was a gif made of me doing it. Then he, there was a gif of him doing the same thing. Now I've found a third gif of someone who has just copied me coming into a room saying great news. It's really weird. <laughs> That's um, very bizarre. I have to try and... Maybe I'll put them in the thread. Um, but yeah, it, it's a strange one. I do remember that video though. And I remember I remember that gif doing the rounds. It's, yeah. a, good, it's a bloody good gif. It's a good gif, but... Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving when hey. people are recreating it like that is it was a strange discovery. I just found what was absolutely my most um at least from the audience most hated edit I did. Oh. <laughs> um the title is What Game of Thrones characters look like in the books. So oh. for this I ha- I had to reconstruct um like representations of the characters using royalty-free images from the internet, which is bloody That's hard. That's bullshit. What a, what a terrible edit to be put on. So I'll send an example of one of them. Um, I just kind of took the piss with it. <laughs> In... 
Um, and you're about to see an example there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that video has two million views, eleven thousand likes, and ten thousand dislikes. Oh, that's brilliant. Because they clicked so on it thinking that. I bet the thumbnail was that image that someone made of Tyrion yep. with his nose cut off. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely that. So they were expecting like fully accurate representation. <laughs> that's, they got the rainbow man with blue hair. <laughs> Oh, okay. The comments actually seem to kind of be in on the job. When I saw the title, I was pissed as I thought what culture have now really run out of original content. But now as I'm watching, I cannot stop laughing at how much of a piss take this is. There we go. (laughs) What culture running out of original content? What was that, like four years ago? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The 250k video was my 27th video, according to the order I saved things. And this, this folder I have... Has 567 videos in it. Wow. Wow. Which is That's... more than one probably of each day I worked there. Um, impressive. The the video I, I think I'm most proud of that I did there was um what was it? It was it was the review I did for Persona 5. When that came out, I wrote and and recorded and edited that one, and I thought it was a really good video and mm-hmm. it explained what the game was. And people really liked it, and I thought it was a, a, a great piece of, of reviewing content. And uh, I, I was very proud of that one. I liked that a lot. Some actual journalism from what culture? Yeah, and then it got <laughs> shut down because reviews took too long to make. Remember that, oh, Peter? Yeah. yeah. Reviews were shame. taking too much time away from recording, you know, lists. So we had to stop them, and then they just became discussions. And then I don't know what they eventually went on to do, I'm sure. I think they've got a lot more leeway now than we did. But, um, yeah, we were told to stop. We had to fight to do them, and then we were stop. told to stop. Stop putting this much work into our content. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's great. Oh dear. What is that? What have you sent there? That's, wait, let me see who that actually is. Oh, I've, I've gone off the video now. We have to guess who that is. That's just... That's, that's... Can you explain the constituent parts of that? I don't... What's the name of the character at the Dumbledore. top? I, I, Dumbledore, that's it. I was about to say, I, I haven't watched Lord of the Rings, but that's not right. So it's um, Dumbledore with chainmail armor, um, some gold rings around their arms, holding an Ormac rifle, jean shorts... And short little stumpy legs. At what point in Game of Thrones was there ever an automatic rifle? Um, I took some liberties with the script, all right, Peter? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> sure. You did. Oh. Very good stuff. Oh, wow, look at them. There are all the gifts. Yeah, look at them all. Well, yeah, that guy does look a bit like He you, does. The fair. second guy does look a bit like me, especially with low GIF quality. Um, <laughs> That's The so third bizarre. guy looks nothing like me, but for some reason has also done his own version. That is amazing. Isn't I it weird? What, it's like early TikTok. Yeah. They're all wearing red shirts doing as the well. same thing that you're doing. How weird. <laughs> it's so strange. What? They're all in the, uh, the Twitter thread for those who want to see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the middle guy. He's not walking through the door because it's his closet by the looks of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a closet. Oh, dear. Very weird. Okay, it's time for my thing. Okay. Do you boys know about Eam? No. You'll have to be more specific. The village of Eam. I do. Oh. Too well, I, I know a bit would... about it. I don't know the full story. Well, you're not going to get it here, Peter. 
Okay. Because <laughs> while I did try to find a more credible article, the more credible articles, understandingly, understandingly, and yeah, understand, understandably, fucking hell, mm-hmm. uh, were really long and very detailed, and I couldn't right. be asked. Boo. So we turn to the next best citation, very much needed source that is Tumblr. Okay. Ah, yes. Who's going to teach us all about the village of Eam, spelled E Y A M, if people want to look it up. So here we go. I keep, and this is written like someone who's on Tumblr, so bear with me. I keep hate reading plague literature from the medieval era, but as depressed as it makes me, there is always one historical tidbit that makes me feel a little bittersweet, and I like to revisit it. That's the story of the village of Eam. Would you like to see the village of Eam's church? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Then you can imagine that you're there. There's the church. It looks like a church. Ooh, yeah, that's it's a lovely graves. church. It's got topiary. It's a church. I'm going to say topiary. It's got two bushes. It's got two bushes. Eam today is a teeny tiny town of less than a thousand people. It has barely grown since 1665 when its population was around 800. Where the story starts with Eam is that in August 1665, the village tailor and his assistant discovered that a bolt of cloth that they had bought from London was infested with rat fleas. A few days later, on the the 7th of September, the tailor's assistant, George Vickers, died from the plague. Back then, people didn't fully understand how disease spread, but they knew in a basic sense that it did spread and that the spread had something to do with the movement of people. So, two religious leaders in the town, Thomas Stanley and William Momperson, got together and came up with a plan. You think something's funny? Uh, no, sorry, sorry, no, not at all. Just William Momperson, Michael. That's his name. His name is William Momperson. Mister Momperson. Mister Momperson. Mister Momps. Yeah, and of course, son of William Momper. His his male <laughs> child would be William Momperson's son. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yep. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I'll. I'll I'll not interject. Okay. Thomas Stanley and William Momperson got together and came up with a plan. They would put the entire village of Eam under quarantine. And they did. For over a year, nobody went in and nobody went out. They put up signs on the edge of town as warning and left money in vinegar-filled basins that people from out of town would leave food and supplies by. I'm scrolling past some photos. Over the 14 months that Eam was in quarantine, 260 out of the 800 residents died of plague. The death toll was high. The cost was great. However, they did successfully prevent the disease from spreading to the nearby town of Sheffield. Even then, a much bigger town, and likely saved the lives of thousands of people in the north of England through their sacrifice. So, I really like this story, because it's a sad story, but it's also a beautiful story. Instead of fleeing everyone... Instead of fleeing, there should be a comma, everyone in this one place agreed that they would stay, and they saved thousands of people. They stayed just to save others, and I guess it's one of those good stories about how people have always been people, for better or worse. Thanks, Tumblr. Thank you, Tumblr. It gets better. Here's the thing. One third of the residents of Eam died during their quarantine, but the Black Plague was known to have a 90% death rate. As high as the toll was, it wasn't as high as it should have been. And a few hundred years later, some historians and doctors got to wondering, why? Here's why. why. (laughs) Fortunately, Eam is one of those wonderful places that really hasn't changed much in hundreds of years. Researchers going to visit found that many of the current residents were direct descendants of the plague survivors from the 1600s. So maybe William Momperson's son's 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 son's
they learned that a high number of Eam residents carried a gene that made them immune to the plague and still do. And it gets even better than that! Because the gene that blocks the Black Plague? Question mark, also turns out to block AIDS and was instrumental in helping to find effective medication for people who have HIV and AIDS in the 21st century. Well, I did the not hell? know that. That's amazing. And then it links to a, 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 a documentary and it says it's a little under an hour and here's a lovely well-produced documentary about Eam and its disease resistance. Uh, but there we go. I did know that um, there was like weird cases, seemingly like weird cases of resistance to the plague in Eam because I think like the local undertaker uh, was handling all these bodies and he never even, I don't know if he never got plague, but he certainly didn't die of it. And uh, there's another woman as well who her partner and I think like she had like five children or something who all died of plague in the space of like two weeks and she didn't get slash die of plague. And basically I think researchers say that it's very unlikely that like, or you know, it's uh, improbable that 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 uh, that would happen. So Mm. yeah. Absolutely insane. Mm. Yeah. Like 1600s, the disinfecting coins isolating could you imagine, though? You think this lockdown's boring, being stuck in the English oh, village yeah. back God. then. What yeah, the hell do you the, do? The only entertainment is just people dying of the plague. <laughs> Put it's bets awful. on who goes first. <laughs> it could. There probably was some kind of Deadpool, wasn't there, in that the, village? Although, uh, if you yeah, think probably. there's an ask, uh, like an anti-masking movement, anti-quarantine movement now, can you imagine being stuck in that village with people who didn't want to be there, who's who? This concept was, you know, for them totally alien yeah, yeah they wouldn't even know the reasoning behind it ascent like not other than some kind of movement of people makes the plague spread like they wouldn't really understand why quarantine would help and all they know is they're locked in there with the plague yeah that would be difficult to enforce i would imagine but they did it good people being good people and they yeah. saved sheffield my uh, sacrifice. My family went to visit Eam about a month or so oh. ago, I think. Oh. Just, just went for a little a little walk and uh, showed some sent some photos to the family WhatsApp. So, yeah. is that where you you take your fifty peas every Christmas? <laughs> yeah, we put them in, in the vinegar, vinegar of course. <laughs> yeah, we put them. We actually quarantine before COVID was a thing. We've been like doing periodical periodic uh, quarantines because. If you're putting coins up your up your butthole, there's mm. a real germ problem with that, and uh, yeah. you have to you have to watch out what you, with uh, what you're doing there. Yeah. So you don't want a pound coin in your lower intestine. No, no, you no. don't. No. You don't want that at all. Well, there we are. That's my thing, That's and brilliant. it bears remembering as this lockdown continues to drag on. Yeah, it could be worse. We could all we could be we could be vinegaring our coins. <laughs> we could the only person who has to do, do that is your family yeah a person mm-hmm. what was lit- literacy levels like back then because i'd love to read diaries it'd be like mm. an insight into what facebook would have been like back then yeah there's got to be some amazing graffiti somewhere i might look into this more i'm gonna watch that documentary that sounds like a great time you should i'll send you a link thank you that thing about the aids like resistance aids treatment is Amazing. I, I had no idea that that was sort of linked yeah. to Eam. 
That's why I say citation needed. Yeah, yeah. Is that really true? I don't know, but the Tumblr said it. Mm. Right, final question. Oh, are you ready? Yeah. This comes from Callum's story. If you had to build a house entirely of cheese, which cheeses would work best as building materials? Um, hmm. Probably Gouda. a hard, waxy cheese. Let's talk about Gouda, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Gouda times. I, I think that'd be make for good windows. It's already got holes in it. Gouda's... No, which one is the holy cheese? Is oh, that, God, wait, have I fucked it? Edam? Edam? I'm Googling now. Edam. I'm looking at Edam without holes in. Emmental? Emmental definitely has holes in. Emmental cheese. That, that's a fun There we go. If we can get a big Emmental and (laughs) we can just live in the holes. And maybe eat our way through to make some corridors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. See, that's a good start. It usually comes with um, some sort of wax or rind on it, which I suspect is probably quite waterproof. That's probably the whole point of the, the rind. So... Yeah, if we could just get a really big Emmental with <laughs> holes the size of small rooms, then yes. <laughs> we'll live like ants. <laughs> yeah. So we've got this giant Emmental that we live in. Is this going to be a problem for you, Mikey? Are you okay to live in the cheese house with us? Uh, I'll, 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 for, for science and for, you know, just the thrill of living in a, in a cheese house, I'm willing to put aside my, my ethical beliefs. I can put aside my my butthole beliefs Lactose as well. Tolerance. <laughs> Thing is, we don't have to eat it. We just we just have to be present in it. Well, no, but what I'm what I'm saying is, um, I can eat Emmental because it's very oh. lacto free because it's oh. very hard and mature. Essentially, almost all of the lactose is broken down by the the culture. Brilliant. No vinegar for this guy's coins. No, no. Emmental House Peter has what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Do as he pleases, He's, as he cheeses. So we've got the giant Emmental house. Um, I like to imagine that if we are consuming bits of it, we can sort of chew it into the shape. And this will require maybe bespoke wax work, but chew it into the shape of like a castle yeah. that we can all live in. And then because people, I think, only pretend to like it because it's the only explanation, you've got some really stinky blue cheese out the front Mm. to sort of ward off potential cheese invaders when i was little we used to go to the the local market on like a wednesday and buy you know green grocery and and cheese and biscuits and things and the cheese man used to tell me at age seven that blue cheese was blue because it had dead flies in it Oh, I man, didn't want sounds... to eat the dead fly cheese. So that's that one way to make sure, you, like the customer never bothers buying your product, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> sounds true, though, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, looked like it. What else could we have? We've got a I castle want... made of Emmental, mozzarella bean bags. Mozzarella bean bags is a great idea. Could we have a nice um, raclette moat, like a liquid cheese <laughs> moat? <laughs> Can we contact the cheese fountain guy? Yeah. To maybe put that together for us. <laughs> We'd need a drawbridge as well. I guess just more Emmental or just whatever's yeah, hard. Why, really what else structurally could we sound. Bridge? Maybe a piece of mature cheddar. But the mat- mature cheddar is quite crumbly, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe some ju- juvenile cheddar. 
Yes, and you could <laughs> lower it. So if it came down from like the portcullis over the moat, you could use two cheese strings to dangle it down. Oh, yes. cheese strings, of course. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And we could have baths and basins filled with the cheese that comes with Derrily Dunkers. We could. Oh. We could all. We could become ourselves Dunkers. <laughs> we could. <laughs> I want a halloumi trampoline out back. Yeah, a halloumi like trampoline is good. Squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of that. He's on the trampoline again, Jesus Christ. What if we also, I mean, I know we're doubling down here, but we get the derrily triangles. I feel like that would make great... Roof tiles. Uh, roof. T- well, yeah, roof tiles, yes. I was going to say if we take it out of its, you know, foil prison, hmm. we could quite easily use that to, as a sort of mortar yeah. to construct... To construct some sort of outside play area, maybe out of baby bells. <laughs> yeah, mini oh, baby bells. We, we could, yeah, have um, a baby bell car, like so. It's got we- <laughs> baby bell wheels. What's the rest of the car made of, Michael? Cheese string axles. Cheese string. Oh my god! Cheese string axle. That floppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could fuel it with the strong, powerful gases released by parmesan. Oh, oh. See, parmesan's another one I don't think I'd want nearby the house. No, smelly cheese. Mm. Smelly cheese, indeed. For some reason, my head went straight to um, feta cheese for the body of the car. Because mm-hmm. no, that's not. I was thinking in car crashes, crumbly. you want the car to crumble. I just realised no, you want you definitely don't want the car to crumble. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> want it to crumple, but not crumble. I guess. Yeah. It's a Do we difference. have any cheeses that would crumple? I'd probably the Emmental again. It's very versatile cheese. It is it's good. It's got isn't air it? pockets in it. And it has, yeah, a little slot where if you did crash and your head went Ugh, straight forwards, it could just go thunk straight into a little <laughs> hole in the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah you oh, we could, could wear, a... yeah, little cheese hats out of it, couldn't we? We just carve some out. Bam, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to email Ford next. <laughs> And see if they. In fact, let me see where the local Ford is, and if I can update their Google listing. <laughs> CC Dairy Lee into that email, please. Uh, yeah, I feel like they—that's two companies that need to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't give me any options to claim this business for my own. Oh. Unsurprisingly, here. Um, yeah, I'm not allowed. I mean, the next thing really is to come up with the ideal ham house. Oh, (laughs) man. Well, we need to get the... the, Meat products. What are they called? I can't even remember what they're called now. No, I can't. I keep forgetting. It's... Here we go. It's... uh, Well, GmbH is what it's... Is... Yeah. Feldhoy's Fun Foods GmbH. Right. We need to get them on the line. Brand new task Mm. for you guys... Can you? Can we make a house out of your ham? And is it possible to mass produce it? Because we could solve world hunger and the sort of homelessness crisis at the same time. You could get them to print onto the ham like blueprinted, like bits of uh, bits of ham. So like it's like a self-assembly house thing. So you, oh, it, you wow, get like yeah. all these different slices with different shapes printed on that you have to cut out mm-hmm. uh, and then make your own house out of all the different bits. It's like a Nintendo Labo, but with ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Nintendo That's exactly Slabo. what it is. The yeah. future is 
really opening up before us, isn't it? Mm. I could pretend I could pause as a producer of Grand Designs and say I've got um, we've got someone who wants to go on the show to make a, a meat house and try and you know talk them into it. You know, it's it's great 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 you know promotion for your brand. We'll settle on a ham shed if a house is not possible. <laughs> we can make. <laughs> Do you think happen. Kevin McLeod would be up for it? I think so. I, I mean, it'd be the most grand design of them all, wouldn't it? It would. Ham, yeah. ham, ham, ham designs. designs. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Well, I think we've, I think we've cured it. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, we have. That's it. We've done, we've done it, everyone. Well done, us. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, there are all manner of ways that you can find us and get in touch with us and support us and all that kind of malarkey. One such way is by going to store.yogscast.com, isn't it, Michael? You are absolutely bloody right. If you head over to store.yogscast.com, you can find some wonderful, wonderful merch. But most importantly, our own merch. If you head on to the vidiot section where we've got some lovely stuff and if you use code vidiots at checkout, you'll be greeted with a wonderful treat of 10% off absolutely everything on the Yogscast store. That's right, everything with code VIDIOTS. Incredible. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash official, And also on twitch.tv forward slash official. We do stream from time to time. I would like to thank once again the very generous lot that came along. Uh, for the charity stream I did the other week, it, it it went. We recorded before the stream, but the podcast went out afterwards. But people did indeed show up, and they were they were wonderful. And we raised a lot of money for Cancer Research UK. So thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Thank your, you, everyone. For your amazing generosity. Streamlabs.com forward slash poddy. It's donations. Donate out three pound three pounds or more and get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. You join Pod Squad, you support us, and you're wonderful and we love you. And as I said, you get a shout out. We're gonna run through them again. Now, here is Mikey's what do you want to call your regiment? Michael. Mm, I'm thinking. <laughs> the mm. <laughs> God, no. It would be easy to um, just say fart squad, but I don't think that's Fart Squad. That mm, would yeah, people that want to be in that. Fart fart, squad? Yeah, let's go. The the the, pl- the pumpy platoon. Pumpy That'll platoon work. is good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got there. <laughs> no crows here. Cyber slum. A regretful one night minge. Does asparagus make cum smell? Stephen Scordes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, did it? Eventually, it'll sink in my brain. I'm very sorry, Stephen. We're in, tr- we're in trouble, Tubbs. Crab walking, jingle slap, Benji noise to end discussions, one vowel from She-Ra, tickle my platypus, Donna C07, Osama Bin Laden watching horse dance, <laughs> Keith Shagwin, RIP, Ben Potter is daddy, Dyatlov past truther, and Mr. Black. The, uh, in, the, in the TP troop um, is dead Kevin's massive knob, Chav Chav Ramirez, Peter's Frosty Wasp Queen, Specky Becky, the very generous Samuel de Quizmaster Barber, Lord Brotovich, regular prostate exam, Awesome Fox 6011, Gooey Spittoon, Freddy Weber Doos Moo Sex, uh, Prince Beefcakes, Brother Voodoo, the, uh, sorry, Meat Face 420, the very, very generous Reggae Reggae Horse, thank you for such a generous donation, Beng is Peng, and... 
We've also got Cheggers Ickle Chicklet. Yes, yes. Finn Chegwin, Dilla Killer Thriller. Good luck reading this, boys. Roy Hodgson is not an owl. Alan Claw, Mr. Macca, I come in the land down under. Uh, 50p shaped rectum wound. Enu Bean or Enu Bean. Emily Lemons, Big Titty Jesus 42. Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, Big Titty Jesus 42. Very generous 6010 donating. We didn't start the pod squad. And Finn Dillamand. That's your pod squad. That was your pumpy, pumpy platoon. Yeah. Is that what you called it? Yeah, the Pumpy Platoon. Pumpy Platoon, your tiny squad? Yeah, tiny tiny troop. Tiny troop. And your... I'm making a fast. The Fast Platoon, wasn't it? Or Fast Squad? I just said, I've, I've written down Fast Crew. Yeah, nice. That's there it. We go. We'll just go with that. So thank you yeah. again, everybody who has supported us this episode. Streamlabs.com forward slash potty. It's donations, three pounds or more. Thank you. Mikey. Yeah. Hi. Where can you be found, son? E, you can go over to that there Twitter, at Paraboy, and you'll find loads of lovely stuff to do with me. Great, isn't it? And that's the best place to keep up with all my activities and happenings. And I'm also streaming somewhat regularly on Twitch, at Paraboy. It's, ah. it's, it's a delight, I promise. Come join oh, the fun. Wonderful. And Peter, where can people find us? We are uh, at Team Triple Jump doing stuff together, like uh, Rules Boss sometimes, and uh, Worst Games Ever, and streaming, and uh, other things that you remember from the video days. Uh, and individually, we are available on Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Confused underscore Dude. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody, once again for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, in the meantime, why not leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We do appreciate it, as does Al Gore. Uh, does anybody have a final question before we say goodbye? What would you do with, you know, like the thin American cheese in your cheese house? <laughs> I, f- I feel I'm almost a shit. Like I was trying to think of what we could do with it. it Find feels like a use for that. Yeah. yeah. The answer is quite clearly curtains, but <laughs> we'll see what people come back with. Carpet, I suppose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, I haven't thought about walking on cheese, and instantly I don't want to live in this house now. <laughs> Awful. Well, we're gonna go now with thoughts of cheese cheese dreams and mm. cheesy floors oh don't have nightmares oh sweet dreams everybody sweet cheese everyone night night bye bye bye